Lego is here. Hey, kids, look. A whole new world to build. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Because Lego is here. This young boy The prequel trilogy is over, and millions of fans are left without Star Wars. Enter a brave group of Jedi, led by Dave Filoni, who brought tales of the Jedi, clone armies, and Mandalorians to Cartoon Network, thus keeping hope alive in the galaxy. Welcome to Jedi's and Jedi! Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of J-Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast talking about, oh, something Star Wars in this episode. Do you hear that? Do you hear those? Chris, Chris put some like sleigh bell sounds underneath it, you know, put some sleigh bells. Hear those sleigh bells? It's life day, everybody. It's life day here on J-Guys and Jedi, and we're going to be talking about tip-yip and time traveling and half a mall and... Also some Legos, because today we are talking the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special Commentary! Welcome to the Holiday Commentaries, Chris! Yeah, it's our first first holiday commentary. What else we got? We got so We're doing Solo this year. We're finishing up the movies. We're doing Solo and Tross, which are the two we haven't watched yet. Those are the only two we haven't done yet. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we said next year we might have to do something like Willow or Labyrinth stuff that we haven't seen. Yeah, there's a couple Ewok adventures out there. You know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe next year they'll do another like a holiday Have special. you seen we'll any see. of the Ewok movies? I have not, so that would be fun. They are something else. They're not. <laughs> they're Wait, not the. They're not the holiday special, but they're not. They're not uh Siege of Mandalore either. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say that. That let's just say they may be more Disney than the Disneyest Disney Star Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's interesting to think about because I just I imagine like Elsa dressed as like an Ewok dressed as Elsa. I think it was at the height of when Steven Spielberg and George Lucas probably were still doing doing a little nose candy and we're feeling at the top of the game and feeling like they were the new the new disney you know they were the heirs to disney and that that they just got very they were very disney in those days some say they went too far no such thing too far would be like Mala dressed as Elsa, just going. Don't, don't threaten me with a good time, Hope. Don't threaten me with a good time. Mala's in this tonight. I know. Were you excited? I mean, the moment what do you I mean saw, excited? <laughs> the moment I saw Mala the first time I watched this, I was like, "Oh God, Chris is gonna be so happy." And I think I messaged you. I was like, "I, I think my message was I like, knew I she think she would be there. I knew she would be there." And that that she was actually there a little little bit more than than I expected, which is 
which was not much. <laughs> My exact, I, I wrote, I think what I wrote you was, you're going to like the holiday special. And your response was something like, Mala's in it, isn't she? <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into this. Um, cause it's, it's fun. It's wholesome. Um, there are going to be some critiques. We will discuss those. Um, because I do feel as someone who is a fan of the Freemaker adventures, I feel like this fell a little bit short to what I know that they can do, but it is still just, we're here to have a good time. It's Christmas. It's holidays. It's Hanukkah. We're having all the holidays. It's Kwanzaa. We're having a life day over here and we're just here to have some fun and, you know, relax and hang out with my Chris, and we're gonna watch some Legos. And I'm gonna laugh, man. I I love this Palpatine. This is my favorite Palpatine. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, actually, yeah, I, I have. I don't have a actually, critique, but I have a. I have. It's the. I I I have a. I have a commentary on. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead <laughs> on how bizarre just, this Palpatine is? I actually like this this Palpatine and the robot ch- chicken Palpatine feel oh. like the same energy, but like one's for adults and one's for kids, but they are the same character. But they're not the same actor. No, 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 I don't think, I don't think they are. Hold on, Seth, I didn't. It, it, well, the, the robot chicken one is Seth MacFarlane. Chicken Palpatine voice. Yeah, that, that's Seth MacFarlane. Oh, you, oh, I'm not, uh, oh, it is, oh. Yes, it is. I thought it was not him. <laughs> I, 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 I gathered that since you were looking it up and not trusting me at all on it, even though I seemed very confident. I was starting, I was, I was going to say something like, I'm 99% sure, Hope, because you took my, um, my confidence level down 1%. Oh, man, good for uh robot chicken star wars man they brought back ahmed best best to do jar jar Bates. oh yeah yeah no they reached out to like the i mean the star wars the, the robot chicken Kane? guys are super they're super nerd they got their nerd cred they they george lucas actually voiced himself who did george lucas voiced himself oh yeah 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 that's really fun though because um, I think he did on The Simpsons too. Because they was... did uh, that makes sense though. Because Seth Green did Star Detour, so he already had a really good reputation when George right. Lucas called him. Um, uh, do we want? Did Did you see who did Seth MacFarlane play him in the in the uh, dis in the Lego? No, no, no. The voice of this Palpatine was the voice of Palpatine in the Freemaker Adventures. Oh, okay. um, oh what's his name? Uh, Freemaker Palpatine. Um, who is his voice actor? Um, it is Trevor Duvall. Okay. Um, he was, ah, yeah. Because he, he, like I said, he does he does all the Lego Palpatines, I think, or at least a good number of them. I did, I do, because we didn't, I didn't do background <laughs> on this one. So, I just see a big box full of Lego Palpatines. Lego Palpatines. <laughs> um, I do like something, I, I, in case I forget to know it, note it. I like that they brought back a lot of the Clone Wars and Rebels actors. Like hearing Matt Lanter be uh, Anakin Skywalker and just being like, I know what it is, Obi-Wan! <laughs> Like it just—it's fun to hear that, and just the deep Bradley Baker being the clones of just like stop reading my mind. It's like we're the same person. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to get into this. So, um, uh, 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 okay. How do 
Chris, what you are want, the rules to you commentary? You want me to give him the drill? Yeah. All right. So I you got so. the you got the Star Wars holiday special, the Lego Star Wars holiday special sitting in front of you right now. Yeah, let's make that up very abundantly clear. This is the Lego holiday special. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to do the Star Wars, we did that a few years back. You can go back in J Guys and Jedi around Christmas time. Look around yeah. our Christmas time ones and you'll see our, we did a commentary. And you can hear my mind being blown because I was watching it for the first time. Never seen it before. I, and it was just me just sitting here going, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, looking back, I, before we go on, I, I started thinking back to that. Because um, I realized the part that a lot of people had problem with being like the first, like, what, like 20 minutes just being Wookiee talking, that never bothered me. And I finally realized why it doesn't bother me and why I was able to follow along and how why it was totally okay. You want to know how? How? Pokemon. I grew up oh. watching Pokemon. And yeah, it was ahead of its time then. And with Pokemon, all the, you know, all the creatures in Pokemon, they say their names. They know, they don't talk. They just say their names. But they have emotion. They emote. You can follow the story when they don't talk. Yeah. And I think it really prepared me for the holiday special. So when I was walking, watching the Wookiees, I was like, oh, it's like Pokemon. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a, uh, it was a um, just a risk-taking thing because they could have put, put subtitles under them. But instead, they opted for. Uh, I don't know if this movie, if the movie was out at this time, but I think it was. I think the movie Quest for Fire was out, and that was had like, you know, it was a, a caveman movie, but it had no. It, they had a language, but there were no subtitles, and they just, you know, and it was a very simple grunts and, and you know, syllables language, but uh, I believe by the author Russell Hoban made it. But um, that was considered very adventuresome and, you know, groundbreaking at the time. <clears throat> so maybe they, George Lucas was like, ah, I'm going to throw in a little bit of uh, Quest for Fire. Maybe they were just like, we don't have time to do the subtitles and it really doesn't matter what they're saying because they're just saying like, I'm you know, make sure you now. have your room cleaned up for life day, itchy. Yeah. <laughs> I am now going to cut these carrots. Make sure to put on your blanket when you're sitting there watching your porn with the kid running around. What's the matter with you? They're like, <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't do up. the subtitles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. All right. All right, what's the rules of commentary? So Sorry. you got in front of you the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, not the regular Star Wars Holiday Special. You've got it all ready to play. You've got your finger poised over the button that you have to push that makes it play. And I will count down from three. I will say three, two, one. And when I say the words in the future, not right now, go, you will press that button and we will all watch the Lego Star Wars holiday special. So. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, just make sure I have my subtitle track on for me. All right. I am ready. Without any further ado, Yoda's twin brother. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. My very first thought is, if Adoy is Yoda's twin brother, then who is Grogu's? I, I, someday I will get a copy of that magazine. I know Scott Gardner got has a copy of it with Adoy in it. I do like this opening that they did the Lego version of the normal Star Wars opening. I think that's a nice little touch. But of course it is. I know. Let, let. I mean, like. 
it's so it, Lego is so great because everything's made out of simple shapes. But mm. now that they can get like the ref, now they do the reflections, they do it's not just flat plastic. They do the pits in the plastic and everything. Yeah, I was actually really surprised, like how much how much texture they gave to like skin. <laughs> you know, you can see this. Like it's it actually almost weirded me out a little bit. Like almost a little uncanny valley. I'm like, why does Lego Ray have skin? <laughs> So, my first surprise of this show was, oh my god, they confirmed that Finn is Force-sensitive, which was never fully confirmed in Trust, and I was like, wow, Lego, you did Well, that. this is something I don't want to talk about during, but maybe afterwards, that you just, you just pushed me right into it, is, <laughs> is you know, this is, this movie's a goof, and it's not meant to be taken as canon or seriously. But it made but, people wonder if it was canon, I have to say. <laughs> it's based upon canon. So when you have, so like, as you see how it refers to, yeah, you can see the texture of the plastic on his skin. The only one that looks weird is Yoda because he doesn't have a flat face with just an animated lips on it and stuff. They have to, actually have to move his jaw and stuff. So Yoda ends up looking weird because he looks like his plastic softened. Whereas these guys just have magical, like, magical moving paint on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, we can interpolate sort of, like, by the way this interprets the stuff that we all, that we know, you know, which is everything up until Tross. The way they, they show it, that, like, through the way they're showing the stuff post-Tross, what you know, like obviously, like the state, state, it's 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 canon that Finn, Finn's a force user. They're they're mm -hmm. going right along with that, you know. So if we ever see in the future, that's that's gonna be. Poe is such the big gay dad in all this, and I I just I love how he's just everyone's big gay dad. And can I say that one of my favorite parts of this is Rose actually does things, and she's well, in it more than ninety seconds. Because she was only in Tross for 90 seconds. And I was just uh, like, Rose is doing things. She's actually a character. She's with the team. I'm like, this is great. I, I Normally, I might argue with you on the big gay dad thing, but they obviously had to give him a no homo moment. At the, he was so oh, obviously the big gay dad that they had to give him his no homo moment at the end of this. Because, uh, again, they, the, the whole reason Zori Bliss, well, and we'll talk, definitely talk about this when we get to Tross, the whole entire reason Zori Bliss is a character is to prove that at least once in his life, Poe Dameron ate some pussy. That's now, I hope that's, that's not fair because she serves two purposes. She was also a friend of J.J. Abrams who got to collect a paycheck and extra money because she's going to have an action figure, too. So for doing a very, very uh, easy acting role where she probably didn't even have to learn any lines because she probably just like post dubbed them in. Because she was wearing a mask for 99% of the time. So she served two purposes. What's <laughs> uh, uh. a little tree? These Jedi books are very disappointing, man. <laughs> I'd be very disappointed in this. I liked how I, I, I was actually like, why is that block of ice there? But they, like, it. it's all... But look at the detail. Look at the foam on the walls of the Millennium Falcon. It's just amazing. That's, but that's the, 
I that's why I kind of like um say that like you know I'll definitely talk about it after the show and stuff like that. But um, I. Uh, if, if people like the humor and the story about this, I definitely, like, encourage people to watch Freemakers because it's the humor and the style of this, but with two seasons worth of plot and story and character, which I which I do feel like this is lacking a little bit, but it's still just fun. I, I feel like this needed to be 15 minutes longer. And I, just to really kind of double down on some of the bits and stuff like that. And oh. I... I just uh, for we'll, we'll come back to this on Tross. Only Star Wars character I hate right there. Dio. Yeah. Ah, you hate character. Dio. I do. I do. <laughs> I do for people. many reasons. I'll go more into it in Tross. But well, a Rose is a good character. Oh, she's so good in this. Only in trouble if he says I have a plan. I like Chewie's like little Lego too. I think he's really cute. I think I wish they would have made Rose a little, a little, a little even shorter. Like she, I, I think it would make her look younger. I think the way she, her body's, her Lego body's built, it makes her look like a middle age. It makes her more look, look like a middle-aged woman. And it's it's funny and and like. And here's another thing that I noticed with with uh, Finn here, his hair's grown. So you have a like usually they have to try to make the character look as close as possible, but they actually like show Finn as his hair's you know his hair's grown out a little bit. And I, will say, uh, I, I think that's cool. I really like the Jedi Temple. Um, it reminds me a lot of like uh, Rebels Temple, but it also reminds me a lot of the temples in Fallen Order. Um, and I think the temple is a really really cool design. Um, I, I definitely like how they did the temple. Oh. I I was I was thinking when I was watching this if like younger me, or even like twenties me saw this I would totally think that this was like uh, you know model it they they were moving models you know it was stop motion a animation I would have. Oh, I like that shot. Those like shots like that of, like, the sky and stuff are the only things that, like, really look Christmassy about the this. <laughs> That's because it's Life Day, not Christmas. I say, I, joking. I know. <laughs> I know, watching the, 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 the... I'm joking, yeah, I get what you're saying. But like, yeah. But you notice, you you oh, notice. Oh, that's such a good shot of her pulling the snow down. I love that shot. Sorry. I mean, that that th this looks like it looks like a tree topper. Mhm. Mm Christmas tree topper. But like, I it, this does serve dual function as a Thanksgiving and Christmas special. So. It's got that whole holiday aspect of it. Yeah. Here's, I will here's... say it, it took me off guard. I actually uh, raised voice actress for I had to look it up because she sounds so much like Susie McGrath, who is the voice of Tam in Resistance. I thought for sure I would have put money on that it was Susie McGrath, oh, but it's I, not. I I just net I just assumed I thought they got Daisy Ridley back for it. I like yeah. for, some, for some reason I thought that they'd gotten the whole like a good chunk of the cast for for the for the voices she's she's very good <laughs> uh poe finn and ray are not i think rose is kelly but i think they all 
I'm not positive about that. And then for a lot of the other characters, they use the Clone Wars actors or the Freemaker actors. Um, but I, I honestly thought, thought for sure it was Susie from Resistance because she sounds exactly like Tam. I, I, I would have put money on it because... <laughs> I love their Luke, too. Luke, Luke and the, the Legos are like that fine amount of like himbo that I love about Luke um, is that... Because, you know, you guys know I have really mixed feelings about Luke, but I like this version of Luke because it's the silly himbo version that I do like. <laughs> well, I like I like that, like, Mark Hamill, like, this Luke and the other, the, the, the younger Luke, the tattooing Luke. <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines, participations for Jedi, <laughs> there are not. <laughs> but they, they differentiate so- these two Lukes by making the other one always carrying around a bottle of milk. His little, little I love milk. that scene. His little milk drinker. But, no, I, uh, I, I like but, that. I actually like that with the two Lukes too, because that's a good way of showing. Um, which one's just, which? Yeah, and also showing like Luke's development, which is. I mean, you guys know. I've talked well, about yeah. it when, we, when we were doing our commentaries for the original trilogy. Like, I was saying that Luke has two modes either whiny or boring, and there's no in between. Um, but I like seeing it here in the Lego version because seeing the young Luke with the Return of the Jedi Luke, it's very clear that he's been on a journey. And I was like, wow, this is so obvious. And I love it. I swore that they would have gotten Qui-Gon, but this is not uh, Liam Neeson doing Qui-Gon either. No, it, that one, it didn't, it sounded like someone doing an impression of <laughs> Liam Neeson, but it was a neat impression. I liked the impression. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Oh, I like seeing baby Obi Wan too. Oh, his his Padawan, his Padawan braid is on his shirt. I just noticed that. Oh my God, it's on his shirt. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I I have that minifig somewhere. Ah, this is my favorite. Yay, the Anakin in this. And I love that it's Matt Lanter. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I'd be like freaking out like this too. I'd just be like, oh my god, it's him. This is just a beautiful recreation of a Star Wars shot. <laughs> oh, I know. But that's that that that's what's sort of my disappointment with it. I mean, there's. I can't get too disappointed with it because it's just light, fluffy fun. But a lot of it is really, like, I've gotten used to I don't think I've seen, I haven't seen the second Lego movie yet. But I saw the first one and Lego Batman. And was there a second Lego Batman? I don't know because I have yet to see Lego Batman, sadly, and I really want to. Um, but And I've just noticed all the Lego stuff has been really, like, well written, like, almost to a Pixar level. And this is just, this is, this really leans heavily on the, like, you know, showing stuff that we've seen before, but it makes it fun by adding, you know, nice little, little gags to it. But it, it doesn't like, it's, it doesn't have any, you know, it doesn't have anything like really resonant to it that like makes it's a good. Actually, to me, like the weakest part is like all these recreation of these yes. scenes. 
they're yes. fun, but I think where it really hits its stride is like when the plot comes down of like Ray versus Vader trying to get yes. the key, and that's when, when the plot really. When it at, off. that's when it actually has a plot. Right now, it's yeah. just sort of like Ray's, Ray's getting it's it's a clip show right now. Yeah. But like, and, and I was wondering, and I was like, I was thinking at this point, maybe even a little further down the line, thinking, well, I think this is what it's gonna be. Maybe there's not gonna be a plot. I'm fine with that. And when the plot came in, I was like, oh, all right, this, uh, but the plot is still just sort of just a forward moving plot. It isn't a very, like, it isn't, it has shades of, um, you know, Scrooge and, and stuff like that a little bit, but. Look at that butt. Get that butt. Lego butt. <laughs> Hate that guy. <laughs> I did not know that you hated Theo. Well, hey, so he's just. That means J that's J.J. Abrams right there. Literally. I know. I can't ways. wait to get to trust and and hear about this. I don't tell me now because I want to like build the anticipation of what. Yeah, we get no, to I have a, I have a, uh, I put together an argument against uh, that that thing. I'm so excited because we're about to get to my favorite part. I I love the Emperor and Darth Vader in the Lego series. There's just so much fun. And I like that the, the Death Star just keeps losing parts. <laughs> it, just a total disregard for space, and they just have total gravity where it just like... Look at that walk with Vader. That was cracking me up. What's up with that walk? It's 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 Weeby Vader, and I like how they like have this fine line between like because Vader is Anakin Skywalker and he's a sensitive little bitch, and so they have sensitive bitch Anakin Skywalker, but later on we also have scary terrifying Vader, and yeah, I like when, that with, like, fine line of them. When he comes in with Luke, you know, coming back, he's got like different posture and everything. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> but the the thing about the, the this, this is the, the, the I will the, say. I want to say, this is a Freemaker joke. Um, there is a joke about everybody getting Palpatine a Galaxy's Best Emperor mug for, for his birthday. This is straight out of Freemakers, and I, I'm glad that they put that little joke in there. It's funny because that mug looks like it should just be able to pop right into BB-8's head. <laughs> into the top. This is the thing about the Emperor with this, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just something I noted. is it's Seth MacFarlane's Emperor is so awesome that this i mean this is just an impression of seth mcfarland's emperor it shows how great a performance that was because seth mcfarland's emperor doesn't really the whole gag of it is he's playing the emperor when he's off you know <laughs> when he's not on when he's just sort of he's almost playing ian like ian mcdermott you know if ian mcdermott was just playing himself being the emperor being just like a sort of mildly corporate guy it's kind of like the emperor mixed with mr burns a little bit oh, oh. <laughs> scatting there she is there she is look at that smile oh look at that lego butt uh you're the lego furry butt 
but um but it's just a, a you know i mean like so that's <laughs> that that version of that way of doing the emperor i don't think if seth MacFarlane hadn't have done it that another voice actor would have landed on that you know because yeah, I've I seen other people do their emperor, and when like we do the emperor too, and when we do it, we lead, yeah, we do it like Ian McDermott, we lead into it, and it's got more blah blah blah, you know. But you know the the so. I just want to note, this is what I was talking about of like Vader being a badass, but also a little like weeby boy as well. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is actually going into one of my favorite parts of this movie, is them time hopping. And this is where I was saying that, like, I feel like the movie needed to be about 15 minutes longer. Because this is all such great setup. There's, a, I love these scenes. They're so much fun. Um, and then we get to that big fight scene at the end that we just don't touch on. And it's just, it's left there. And I would have liked to see, like, a little bit more of that. But this is so much fun. I, I love this, like, Vader versus well, Vader. The whole, okay, like, look, look the at the close-up of their lightsabers. You can see the seam where where it would where it would have been a poured, where the plastic would have been poured. But it's all digital. It's amazing. I love this scene. <laughs> well, what I like about this is they didn't, they, thank God they didn't bother to explain how nobody remembers all of this in continuity, you know? Nobody Right, because basically they spoiled they spoiled every character on everything, and no, you're me. <laughs> I love that imperial guy. Most impressive. You are me. <laughs> it's true. Anakin would would definitely. They should now kith. Da Anakin would definitely. Uh, Danakin, Danakin, Anakin would definitely recognize himself. <laughs> oh my god, that is me. The poor. Uh. <laughs> this Matt Lanter's Matt Lanter's delivery here. You know he had, after like voicing Anakin for a decade, that this was just so much fun to do. Just to be like, I get to do episode three, Anakin! I hate you! Well, you know, you know it's it's sad because, like, it's it seems like for the most part, like, they're starting to, now that Filoni's doing more stuff, to, like, be able to go into the prequels more, but... This is a nice little meta moment. Aw, Grogu! Aw. See, this, now, another thing I kind of wish I touched on during all this is if this is going to be an homage to so many, like, it'd be one thing if they just did the movies, but bringing in the Mandalorian, I kind of wish they touched on the other thing. Like, maybe they fell through the ghost crew. Maybe we saw Ahsoka. Where's Padme in this? Maybe one of the places they stopped on was the Colossus. And I, I would have liked if they would have touched on... Yeah. All, of the, uh, all across the fan franchise. I mean, at least we get Clone Wars right here with D. Bradley Baker. This is, <laughs> this is as close as you're going to get because they're, they're going for that everyone audience. You know, I they want to guarantee they get everyone. And... But, like, but it's not getting any everyone because you're missing like two of the shows. Well, yeah, but, but 
for 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 those for people like us, we've at least got the voice actors, you know. I, I know. Here for for our. But they do a really good job of of capturing, you know. Then again, they probably have all this stuff on hard drives right, <laughs> right from the movie. I love this one little guy with the jetpack. He's just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I like how he just sort of. He's he's thinking two dimensionally, so he's just standing in one place, just like turning from side to side. Oh, the scene! I love his little blue carton of milk. His carton of blue milk. I didn't even think of that—that that it was blue milk. It doesn't look blue on his lips. <laughs> I guess it, it does look blue on his lips. I didn't even notice that. I love this scene. This is the scene where I wish was a little bit longer, um, because we had all this build up. And the this is li- this is this is this is this is literally. You know what this is? This is literally a kid just dumped his toy box Absolutely. out. Absolutely, and that's why I wish they would have just doubled down just a little bit longer in this scene, just a little yeah. bit longer, um, because it's so much fun. Just the half a mall. The half a mall is fucking hilarious. Like that is just so funny. I like how he's just like, okay. Let's go. I love me be Vapor. My son. (laughs) Anakin Skywalker, you stupid bitch. You nailed it. Oh, oh, baby, it's just entertaining himself. <laughs> He's so cute. The cape. Where's the cape? Oh. Oh. That one shot there just looks so realistic, just by the combination of camera move and animation. It just looked so. Realistic. Someone actually threw a Lego BBA. Just chuck, just chuck some. Well, sometimes when they would do, people would do stop motion animation. They would do some parts like that in real time, where they would, yeah, big. It's just bigger and bigger pieces every time they go back to the Death Star. I love these two. Honestly, like, these two characters, they're Palpatine and Lego Vader are the reason I love Freemakers as much as I do. Because, like, yes, I love, like, Cordy and, um, like, the actual Freemakers and, like, and Rowan and all of them. But the satire they do with the Empire is great. Like, when you have characters like Durfin and Striker, which we'll actually get to see briefly. <laughs> I like how they double down into like Kai Kai Hux, which is the Kylo Ren and and uh, Admiral Hux ship, and like Hux is just like I can't with gay panic and ha ha. <laughs> My friend who actually writes Kai Hux um, fan fiction was just like so excited about this scene. <laughs> she lost her shit. She was just like. I can't. I can't. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> She's getting turned on by two minifigs. I know. <laughs> I love. Oh, by the way, Emperor Palpatine. They should call it minifig. His face, Emperor Palpatine's face, is so great during this whole sequence. I must say. 
Dipper or Palpatine? I don't believe he has so many good people. That's a, a little writing, uh, a little writing thing that they uh, they really like should have like I I, I would have played like. Sorry, that's probably my favorite part. Well, that's I would have played up his worship of Darth Vader way more in this. I would have had him being just like, no, no, I'll help him throw you down the... This is my grandpa. Come on, what do you mean? You know, this is his hero of all time. He's just like, like... I like that they did the whole like Adam Driver shirtless thing too, and like they made that a thing. Like, I like that they made him a doof instead of like he's definite. Like, I I don't know why they didn't make make him comedy emo, but it, it works in this way too. And I like this too. It shows definitely like um, Luke's strengths as well. Well, yeah, I, I I saw that I saw that coming right away. I like how they keep this continuity too, because he would have never saw a Roly, and that's a nice little continuity thing right there. Well, I like I like at the core. I think like the basic when I'm watching these Legos, it just came to me that you're watching. They're they're the characters. But they're the, also the characters through little kids. So, like, there's a element of, like, these are, like, the kids, like, little kids, the, you know, just a general little kid's way of playing these characters. Because I was thinking, Luke, I, I kept thinking, Luke should have totally developed a big crush on, on Ray and been just like, gosh, Ray, you're the greatest and stuff. But, like, some little seven-year-old kid is not going to be having... Maybe they are a little bit of romance, but they're not going to be thinking of it like that, you know? They're just, it's... I, I love uh, Jealous Vader as well. He's like, oh, that's original. That's original. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's all bitch because he's Anakin Skywalker, and of course he's a little bitch. Well, I, I, I've never, I, I've only seen a couple episodes of The Office, but I think, I think a lot of this, the, the humor that started on Robot Chicken with the dynamic between Vader and the Emperor is, is based on like office humor, the, the, the show, The Office humor, you know, a lot of like, like they're all sort of co-workers and, and it reminds me of that um, early YouTube series called Chad Vader, where it was, Darth Vader's brother Chad, who worked was a manager of a soup of a twenty four hour supermarket, and he was the night shift manager. Uh, and you know, um, there's a oh god, I wish I I knew what they were called, but Megan showed me them last time I visited her, and they do it to where the Empire is like a corporation, and all the Jedi's are just like raging hippies, and it's just them trying to like run a corporation. That's basically what it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this moment. My condolences. <laughs> this is a nice thought, but no one listens to Mac. Yay! Now I will say they did get um Billy D. Williams. Oh too. yeah. Um, excuse you, Maz. Uh, Chewbacca's wife is right there. That's okay. Maz and Chewie can. Uh, Maz can keep Chewie busy. Mala. Are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
what if they have an open relationship together? Yeah, what if? Aww. She looks like Wonder Woman. I wish Janna did do more. It would have been nice if Janna did more in this. Oh, Zori Bliss. Well, those two characters, I think, in another movie had bigger, bigger parts to play and all got like, you know, I think they I think when they made Tross, they made it so they could cut it five or six different ways. And, you know, they just didn't they just little parts of them made it into the movie. Oh, Mala's napping. <laughs> They're such precious dorks. Oh, poor gay dad, Poe. <laughs> I I love um oh what was I gonna say about Palpatine? Um oh he reminds me oh I love how they show his pettiness. Because Palpatine is very, very, very petty. And I love how they just up that, where it's just, he's a selfish little petty dude. And, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I, I, I think basically self, self, self McFarland, <laughs> Seth McFarland basically took, took Palpatine and mixed him with Mr. Burns and relaxed him a little bit. And that was the character. And it's and it's one of those complex characters. It's funny where it doesn't, you know, he's not really doing a super Palpatine sounding, but but the character is strong enough that the concept makes it funny. And it's just it just cracks me up that that's become the sort of comedy Palpatine voice to do. It's hard it's hard for people not to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That was such a nice Sue Disney. No, that's such yeah, a nice shot. Never, he would never sue Star Wars. He loves it too much too, and and I think you know it was very understandable that it was um, a parody and stuff. He loves it too much. I think they love it too. See, yeah, but, his ma- yeah, Yoda's mouth is weird. Now that I now that I'm actually looking at it, it's yeah, weird. because he's different than everybody else. He has he has to actually have a pliable face, whereas everybody else is just like, you know, basically this weird one. One dimensional <laughs> or two dimensional, yeah. Well, it is, it's two dimensional as to where it has like a quarter millimeter depth of whatever the paint thickness is of it, but yeah. So, yeah, Yoda looks like he's fr- here's the, the this is the only part that's sort of like uh, a Christmas carol, you know. I love it. I like how they bleed a little bit of the color out of it, you know, they desaturate yeah. it a little bit. Even though it's happening right now, uh, but that's funny. This is this is you know what? This might be what what when Luke went to uh, fight Kylo Ray. What what that whole scene looked like to Luke? Oh, that's interesting. They're in some sort of Force vision. I like when Yoda's wise, he just gets a blank look on his face. That's how you can wise Yoda. He just like... <laughs> it looks like he's thinking about his grocery list. Like Yes, yes, milk? exactly. <laughs> Did I add milk to the list? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Yoda's so wise. And Yoda's like, I need to remember to put eggs. I that that put scene eggs. is so overwrought. Although it is very Finn-like to have him standing there going, oh, oh, oh. It's a kid. 
I know, I love it. Look at the little friends. Understand now, you do. See, here's here's the lesson of the holiday special, but it's like, yeah, yeah, good, good, all right. <laughs> this is the, like the feel good, warm, fuzzy moment. Yeah, yeah, it's just not super, right, you know. That's what I, I like it. it. It's, it gives me the warm fuzzies. You're just a cold old man. <laughs> No, it's it's I'm kidding, you know, I'm you know. Did you find that key you're looking for? Oh, I love how pure Luke is. Oh, I thought maybe that was what the green guy meant when he said And that he could see it. Power all along. You saw that? <laughs> of course you did. What he said. Kind of all backwards. <laughs> the meta note of it. Luke, thank you. For what? Which is funny. That's basically the Wizard of Oz. I know. <laughs> I do like this scene. I think this is this to me is a very rebel scene. That um, right there, the yeah. first time I saw it, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, did a rock just blow out? Oh, that's a, a close, uh, extreme close up on a Lego face. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Now we turn on the Christmas lights. <laughs> this reminds me so much of Rebels in a lot of ways, and a little bit of Clone Wars, like the trip to Ilum. Um, and I just think right it's so now. We should see the inside of Luke's head. He's like, I'm holding a girl's hand. I'm holding a girl's hand. I'm holding her hand. Oh, oh I God, I'm sweating. No, we oh. oh, the music got me. I got the, I got the goose pimple. Ah, got the goose pimple. <laughs> I know, they look like they're, they, they look like they got strings tied to them and somebody's just yanking them out the bottom. So, fun fit fact, we're about to see uh, two of the Freemaker characters. We're going to, uh, when he shows him the chart, you for a brief second see Durpin and Plume Striker, who are two of the Imperial bad guys and Freemakers. And it, like, I didn't catch it until like my third watch, and I was like, oh my god, that's Durpin and Plume Striker, <laughs> who are just two wonderful, wonderful little characters in Freemaker. There they are. They're on that second, that row right down there. That's the one with the goatee is Plume Striker, and the one to his left is uh, Durpin. No, I'm good with throwing my uncle Luke down a reaction. <laughs> I'm good with killing Luke, but he's my grandpa. I love their expressions they do with uh, Palpatine too. What is that? Oh. That's some. That's a super disco portal they got. I know. What I did to him? I don't even know who he is. Let's talky talky more. More fighty I I kind of wish they did play up a little bit of the. Uh, I, I like that they recognize like Ray's sad, <laughs> Ray's sadness, but I wish they did play up a little bit of the. Uh, like I'm not a Raylo at all. But I like it. I wish they would have played up a little bit more of the romance. Just a touch. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, I mean, like that aspect of it, you know, of Ray getting to see all these people who that, you know, that she saw that are dead, <laughs> that she knew that are dead is, you know, yeah, it would make it a whole different thing. I like that they're just strolling up off, off, 
moon of Yavin, or the the moon of Endor. I like this Luke. This Return of the Jedi Luke is just so much fun, and just the whole like, uh, like yeah, just fight him. I like I like this Luke. This is a fun show, Luke. Oh, Anakin, you're such a dumb himbo, and I love you. This is fun. I love the fibers in their capes. Oh, I, I that when that you actually get cloth on Legos, that's exactly what it looks like. And it um, acts like Lego cloth. It doesn't. It isn't swooping like a real cape. It's it's stiff like a little piece of cloth, like the little pieces of cloth that they have. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome. I like that line of uh of Luke's line of "I've never seen you before in my life." That's and that's such a good delivery. Such a good moment. But but yeah, because I have the um Rex. Actually, are you behind me, Rex? You are behind me, Rex. I have the Rex Lego figure, so everyone can hear it. Um, <laughs> bum, and... bum, bum. There it is, guys. <laughs> There's your proof. And his pauldron and his comma are cloth, but they are they have that stiffness to him, to and it's so well yeah. done um, that they move just like this would move. Like I'm, you guys can't see it, but like you can hear the stiffness of it. That's me looking it. <laughs> I love this moment. Ah. Uh... Here's your Evo Kylo. <laughs> I love it so fast too. Just like <laughs> Oh no. And now you will feel the full power of the dark side. I love his skeleton. I know his little Lego. Actually, that's, that's one of the better gags: is a skeleton in the sweater. I know. I like the <laughs> Lego skeleton. Um, the kid I used to nanny was obsessed with Legos, and he had like a whole like city built in his basement that was huge. It covered like four tables. But like during uh, Halloween, he would always change up and have the little Lego skeletons. I, I'm very well aware of them. Then again. <laughs> He's so sassy. If you won't join me, then I will go back and destroy Skywalker. Both of them. <laughs> All of them. I'll just destroy everything. Yeah. I can. Destroy oh. everyone. Let the force sort them out. Honestly, this actually is better than Tross. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things in this that is better than Tross. Well, yeah, yeah. The most important Jedi lesson that apparently nobody does. <laughs> I don't mean that nobody. I mean Anakin doesn't do. I just like that it was literal. I know. <laughs> See, they should have they should have the emperor with a dent in his head, like the shape of the, the crystal. Oh, that'd be cute. <laughs> but it's plastic. Plastic doesn't dent like that. 
That's okay. Plastic, plastic doesn't move and jump through time portals either. that he has an existential crisis you know what this reminds me of um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy with the whale with the whale yes yep. this is totally what this is yes i should have oh my god i knew like i knew that i knew the beats of this joke but yes that is exactly what it is it's, it's hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes having like coming to terms with having an existential crisis and realizing who you truly are in the matter of like 30 seconds and then you die <laughs> yep this Thing, I can wag it behind me and this thing coming up towards me. It's so big and round, round, ground. I wonder if it'll be my friend. Hello, friend. Like, I want to know this. I wanted to see this fight. And I think that's the thing. Like, that image of the light side and the dark side facing off right before they all started fighting, like, that was probably the most heavily promoted image. So I will say that was kind of me getting my expectations of a, like, I really wanted to see that fight. Well, I think um, I think right there that, like, was sort of a big endgame reference, especially with all the portals. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. That's very Christmas. All well, this this Jedi temple sort of reminds me of the 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 temples we've seen before, and plus a good chunk of the Octo in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely like I, like I was saying, it reminds me of Rebels and uh, Fallen Order a lot. Oh. The Jawas are weird. They're gray colored. Oh, they are. Maybe they, because of the Wookiees, maybe they did that just to have kind of diverse the palette a little bit. I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because that would have been a lot of brown. I always had it, all along. And you were there, and you were there, and then the wizard was like, go home. <laughs> and the wizard was Yoda. I definitely had a very long conversation with Brian from Pil Pink Milk about all the ways that Poe was very gay in this. <laughs> I like that he like adjusted his hair, like his hair move. He was just like, I adjust my hair for this moment. <laughs> and it's those little Lego things like that that I like. Like there's a moment very early on when Ray ducks and her hair comes off. Oh, they had people's hair spinning on their heads and stuff. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, I love this end thing. It's so cute. I know it's not a sequel to Odie's thing, but it would have been cool to have, like, a little lock cat somewhere. I don't know if they feel like a lock cat, though, now that I think about it. I don't know. Look at your Mala! Yeah, roll around in the snow, Mala. Go on, roll in the I, snow. I don't think I've said it yet, but I think the porgs are very cute in this. Ah, the show he won, and I like that she. No homo. I know. 
But she kissed him. He didn't initiate it, so. Right. Yeah, though I will say, this moment made me realize, I was like, where was Leia in this whole thing? Like, this was have, like, a distinct, like, lack of Leia. Well, they also laid, they, they also, I think they wanted to lay off the, the newly dead. But this was the best joke of the whole thing. <laughs> that part there made the whole thing for me. It's just like, oh my god, Burl Ives Yoda from from Rudolph. Okay, I wanted to look at this. Uh, so, Ray is Helen Sadler, and my god, she can do a good Susie McGrath voice. And that was the holiday special! Yay! <laughs> Yay! That was fun. Oh, that was so much fun. So, um, a couple things, though, um, that I, like I was saying, I wish it was about 15 minutes longer, because it's not long. It's, like, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, um, it's 45 minutes. I wish it had been the full hour, just because I feel like some of the gags were started but didn't get completed. And I it mostly like that big fight. I, th I think they want to have it timed like that, so in case down the line they can, like, if they <laughs> want to license it out to somebody that's going to put commercials on it it'll still time out to an hour you know Ooh, that is a very 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 good point um because actually 42 minutes is the hour slot so they could actually put that on abc which is disney owned and right, right. uh and that's a very valid point um but I, I do I do wish it was a little bit longer because it's, it's so much of and that's a good thing to have. Like I, I enjoy it so much that I wanted more of it. And that's a good problem to have. Um, and it's just fun and it's wholesome and I love it. It's so much fun. I I it felt like like they were okay, and no, this was my other thing, because like um being a fan of freemakers, right? Um, I felt like they could have really doubled down more on the Lego-ness of it. And what I mean by that is you'll have... Building seen... stuff. Yeah, and the thing about Freemakers is is that it is very aware it's a Lego show. So you'll have scenes where they'll be flying in space and like their ship gets damaged, and one of them will just open the window and go outside into space and fix it and come back. And they'll like pop off Legos. They'll grab a nearby Lego and pop another one on. Like it's very aware that it's a Lego show while still having like the jokes, the character, the plot, the dynamics, like it's still, but it's aware that it is a Lego show. And sometimes they'll, they'll like take off their head or they'll take off their hair and like change their hair out if they're doing disguises. Like it's just aware that it's a Lego show. And I felt like they could have really doubled down on that more here to like really be like, let's just go all in. So it felt a little safe um, knowing what they have and can do in Legos because they've done it before. And that that was probably the most disappointing thing is that it was missing that little extra touch of like being really Lego. Does that make sense? Yes. I I thought it was missing that extra level of of just deep writing that that lego does they usually they usually hit on you know and at first i thought it was a fluke with the first lego movie but they've maintained it for the most not that this is low quality it no, just absolutely not. It, it just doesn't have that that super level of you know i mean the 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 things that the first lego movie said about kids and how kids act and 
and st- and the way it told the story was brilliant, you know, and and it was it like is going to be a meaningful film forever for for kids and parents and stuff. And like, you know, a lot of the the Christmas specials, a lot of the Christmas specials that have been, you know, classics, a lot of them are frankly kind of crap too, you know, as far as like you know, st- story resonance or something, or they're they're like super corny or stuff. But this just seemed more like just sort of like I don't know. It's also 2020, so I think there's also a lot of uh, thought of just putting in things that people can just like just watch and relax and not have to th- have to put too much thought or or work into. You know. Yeah, and you know that's that's. That kind of what made the I'm Lego making movie... it sound like I don't like I like it less than I do. I I actually well, we were, enjoyed it a lot. We really enjoyed this. Yeah, like we're we're just like nitpicking now. But like what you were saying, like what makes the Lego movie so memorable is it acknowledges it's a Lego film. And I feel like that was what was missing here, that little bit. And because that's that yeah. is the beauty of the Freemaker Avengers. Yeah, it was, like they'll it's... they'll take apart their ship in the middle of space, rebuild their ship so it's faster, and then zoom away, which is yeah, something it's, a kid it's would in do. another universe. It's in a this this was like in the Star Wars universe, except everybody was Lego. But then there's there's the Lego universe itself, which is like where... really fun. Like they, uh, it's kind of canon yeah, it has adjacent. its own rules. Yeah, and it, it's, like, canon adjacent. Like, it's an alternate universe. Like, because, like, Hera. Hera from Rebels is in Freemakers. And she's great. She's a great character. She's voiced by, voiced by Vanessa Marshall. Like, she's really great in Freemaker. Um, but it, it's, it follows along the canon, actually. I, I love their Luke and their Leia. There's an entire episode where Luke and Leia are just, like, undercover on the space station. And they accidentally run into the Freemakers. The Freemakers is the family. And, like, Leia is a fucking beast in that episode. She's just like, I'm not taking shit from any of y'all. Let's go. <laughs> I love their Leia. Um, but, it's yeah. Like, I, I feel like that was the one little thing that was missing was it didn't, like, really embrace the Lego-ness of Lego, which is weird to say because it's a Lego holiday special. <laughs> it felt safe, but it also felt like it was kind of like uh, an an opening of, like, if this done did well, they would do one of these specials. Like, like me and Chris were saying before we were recording, um, we were talking about how, like, we wouldn't be surprised if the next Lego holiday special was, like, a Mandalorian Life Day special <laughs> with, like, Den and Baby Yoda. So, or I'm sorry, Grogu, whatever his name is now, Gogurt. Gogurt. I'm I'm compiling a list of names. I've got Gogo. Go Gogurt is a great one. I haven't thought of Gogurt yet, but that's perfect. Um, uh, Brian over at Pink Mill now calls him Go Girl, so he can just be go, like Go Girl is a good one. Oh, so he can go, just go Go Girl. <laughs> Gorgo, which was a I think a giant Japanese go, monster. Uh, Goku. People have pointed out Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Goku. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it feels like this, like if this did well, this is something that they could do. And I'd be down for it. I would be down for, you know, the next couple of years, them doing like little Lego holiday specials every, every winter. Cause this is fun. This is fun. And the Lego people truly love what they do and they're really good at what they do. Um, I can't wait for us to do Freemakers to be perfectly honest with you. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I wish they died. I would have liked to see them. Like if, if I would have done it, I would have taken more time. And I would have set it up like a almost like a variety show, like the last holiday special. 
and I would have actually included some of those. Some get you could you could make fun of the last holiday special on that. So I would have, yeah. like I would I would have thrown in at least like a Harvey Corman or a B. Arthur joke or so you know, some something to, you know, Chewy's living room or something you know. Yeah, that would have Ma- actually Ma- been Mala watching really a cooking show in the background and and making some food. I was I was actually really like when they first announced it, I was really hoping they would go that route. And and I was just really happy just to have Mala and Lumpy and Scratchy in there. Like I was just happy to see them. But they I really I, I did think about that. Like I really wish they had did more because they could really make Itch, fun itchy. of it. Oh, is it itchy? Itchy. Scra- scratchy's Scratchy's the cat on Oh Simpson. Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. <laughs> Lumpy and Itchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The lumpy and itchy show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, it was fun though. I, I really enjoyed this. I hope they do more of it because this was a really good time. Did you? And I know you enjoyed it too. So. I did. So yeah. I did. I was trying to see what. Since this was taking place post Tross, I was trying to see the only thing they really established is that Finn is using the Force. I'm still trying to figure out how they're ever gonna build <laughs> on that story. If I don't act- know. If none of the actors want to do it, and there isn't much of a story, so I'm very curious about what that 2023 Star Wars new Star Wars movie is gonna be or whatever. I. Oh, okay. So here's here's my prediction of what I think the 2023 Star Wars is going to be. I because that right now um, they they were going to do it earlier this year, but COVID threw a wrench in everything. But they were launching the High Republic, and so that has now moved to like next year. Next year is going to be the year of the High Republic, and it takes place like three to four hundred years before um, before Phantom Menace. And I think they could really do a lot of setup, like in background and like build in the books and then actually have movies set in the High Republic, which I think would be cool. I think it would be really cool to see that time period of the Jedi um, in a different place that has nothing to do with Skywalkers. It's all new material. I think that could be a lot of fun. And I would be down for that. I would love to see new material and go and and take Star Wars in a, a new way that's not tied to Skywalkers, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm not of that. <laughs> I, 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 that time period holds no, it, you, you could, you, I mean, that like, I mean, if it's well written and stuff, like, I mean, obviously I can watch like a, a show set in medieval times and, and I know how medieval times turned out and still it's compelling because you have a new set of characters and stuff, but it just becomes sort of a filling in thing and it doesn't become a new living, you know, a new, like I want to know, like there's an evolution in the force and all that stuff. So I want to see it going. I want to see stuff going forward. You know, Um, I think George Lucas got away with it with the prequel trilogy because he could say, oh, I always planned it that way. And it was, it's this story and stuff, but like moving backwards, it doesn't, you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not as compelling to me, you know, it's not as compelling to me as new characters 
set after Tross, even set in 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 the in between areas where we don't know as much of stuff going on. I'm more intrigued by the stuff they can even if even though that's sort of retrofitting stuff it's doing it in a more immediate sort of thing with the happenings of what we've been watching i've just never had an interest i remember they had all those old republic comics and they were very popular and i would just like look through them and be like this looks like a this looks like a fantasy this looks like it could be john carter warlord of mars you know for all I know, there's there's nothing there's nothing to solidify me in there visually or anything except for the fact that like there's Jedi and Sith, but like and that's the thing is there's I'm also like one of those people who complains when they use the the visual aspects over and over again of and familiar things all all the time, but. A certain amount of that also cements you in the universe, and so, like that, yeah, the old Republic stuff just seems. Uh, but I could totally like get into it if it's well written and and well conceived. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll gladly be eating my words. Yeah, my like my my yeah, I totally get that. Um, I just I personally want to just see new stuff. I think that's the strength of stuff like. The Mandalorian and Resistance and even Rebels. Like what made Rebels so compelling is it was, yeah, it had ties to the original trilogy, but it was new characters and different stories. And I, I think there's a lot of strength when I, I like the Skywalkers and I'm glad that we got their saga, but I think so much of Star Wars is bogged down by the Skywalkers that I'm ready, like now that the story is complete, well, I'm ready to step away and like look at the other parts of the universe. Because it's a it's a huge galaxy. There's so much to explore. Uh, uh, Ahsoka is a shining example of that, of like finally, of the, yeah. although there's other characters besides Ahsoka, but Ahsoka... And I and I'll be the first one to admit the first time I saw Ahsoka, I was not into her as a character. I thought she was just a plot element that they that that was awkwardly added into a continuity that didn't seem to make sense and all that. And but now here we have now years and years later and stories and stories later, they they've established Ahsoka as a character so well. She's become such a good Star Wars character that now and now you can use characters from clone wars and rebels in in star wars to to you can bring in ahsoka in the mandalorian and people are like it's ahsoka in the mandalorian you know it's it's people are way more excited about ahsoka showing up than boba fett showing up mm-hmm. and that's what that's why dave filoni is the the king of star wars as far as i'm concerned because He's creating new Star Wars stuff that is now cemented into Star Wars, beloved as any other Ahsoka is beloved as any other Star Wars character now. Yeah. And and bringing her into a show, and people were like, how are they going? You know, are they going to be able to pull Ahsoka off and all that? You know. And I was looking at it now, and and people were like, uh, you know, I w- really wish they wouldn't pull popular characters into the into the Mandalorian like that. And I and on some level it. it first blush i agreed with that i would agree with that and then i started thinking i'm like wait (laughs) this is actually an example of a successful new character 
that like and now we're now we can now we're starting to build off that character so that's that's how i like it you know yeah and 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 now and din and and grogu are now like set in stone star wars characters that people will care about and if down the line after the mandalorian is in a show you know we see a show and all of a sudden there's din in it people are gonna go berserk yeah so yeah that's what i like that's a lot i like yeah all right well did you have anything else about the lego star wars holiday special not really what were your final thoughts on it i i I think it's worth watching if you're a star wars fan it's you know it's just a nice fast 45 minutes your kids are gonna love it it's just it's just good holiday watching yeah i i love it it's so much fun um and, and yeah ignore my gripes because i really do enjoy it i had a really great time it's, i think it's just so much fun well it's uh, the, the kind of thing about this is unless it's a total travesty what a, you know i could think of gripes for it but who cares you know it's it's not one it's not a canonical it's not meant to be taken seriously. So like any gripes in it are like, well, I would have done that differently or, or whatever, yeah, but absolutely. On, you know, it's, 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 is, it's like critiquing someone's Christmas card that they send to you, you know, <laughs> all my gripes are, I really loved this. I wanted more. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought it was just right. I, I thought it was just right. If it had been a little different, di- differently written, I probably would have wanted more, but I thought it, I thought it just, it was, it was just just right for me but uh the last thing i would say is if you really enjoyed the lego holiday special and you haven't checked it out yet i highly suggest the freemaker adventures it is the humor of this it's the style of this the only difference is it's two seasons long and it has characters and plot and it's it's just as much fun. And I cannot express enough how much you should check out the Freemaker Adventures. It'll turn up in J-Guys and Jedi eventually. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe after we finish Resistance, we should do Freemakers because Mandalorian is still ongoing. Mm. And well, it would we, be... we did Rebels while it was ongoing, didn't we? No, we had our, it, was, it was finished. Mm. Um, and... It's going to yeah. be so hard not to do the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking because between Resistance's two seasons and Freebaker's two seasons, that could be next year and then start Mandalorian the year after. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I'm just... Who knows? Uh, depending yeah. on how successful the Mandalorian is, we might not have a choice, you know, we might yeah. not have a choice but to start it while it's still going. And who knows? Bad Batch is starting up at some time. It's supposedly, what, 2021? I don't know, but I think so. I think that sounds right. Bad Batch series. I wrote Sadius. Series release date. Uh, 2021. That's all we know. Uh, right. The show will premiere on Disney Plus 2021. So. Yeah, so that's starting up too. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Get Zoom tight. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I just like spat all over my keyboard. All right, Chris, so where can people find you? And you should definitely, definitely, definitely talk about your audio drama. Oh, yeah. You can find me at twotruefreaks.com. It's funny. My audio drama will be halfway, o- will be halfway over our first season by the time 
you get to this episode, but uh, uh, twotruefreaks.com where we have all our podcasts, including this one and including the Akadekaganagan Players Audio Drama Club. We have a whole feed on it. We've been doing some horror, old horror radio show stories based on public domain comics, but uh, we've we've been in production, but now we've started to release our adaptation of the the famous comic from the 90s, uh, Strangers in Paradise. Groundbreaking comic with incredible art and... Produced by Thomas story. Deja and Chris Honeywell. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the... I'm doing the... Uh, the audio engineering of it and uh thomas is wrangling the actors and actresses and we've got our first first episode up they'll be they will be halfway through the first season by the time this comes out and uh terry moore the creator has already given us his uh has already actually piped up with uh, his approval of, of the whole uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> of the whole thing so we couldn't be happier about it and uh I I'm actually, kidding. before we started recording, I promoted your first uh, your first episode on both mine and the J Guy Twitter accounts, and he liked both of those tweets. There's been we've done a little bit of of audio drama to some extent, like on the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales, a terror around Halloween. But this is our first two true freaks first uh, dipping our toes into a fully produced audio drama with voice actors and scripts and rehearsals and the whole nine yards sound effects music composed specially for it because we're in copyright land (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah so yeah check it out it's free and we are also on facebook we have the two true freaks podcast and the two true freaks cantina there and we are also on Twitter. And our Twitter feed is run by Gene Gene, the podcasting machine, who has also been doing voices and work in the in the audio drama department and is himself producing and spearheading a production of uh, uh, another 90s. It's not Star Trek related, but it's called Trekker. And it, it's, a, it was a, it's a science fiction noir with a uh, female protagonist who's sort of like a space, you know, Sam Spade detective type thing. So that's that's in production too. Both both of our productions of licensed comic material with um, with, and this isn't even on purpose. I I don't think, uh, but our, our feature um, mostly female leads. <laughs> We're, 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 and, uh, yeah, we're actually actively looking for some, some, if you have a good microphone, a little voice talent and, and a good recording studio, we're looking for some male voices. We are also looking for some people of color and different nationalities so that when we have a character who say is black, <laughs> We don't have to sit there and think, does this character have to be black? Because we don't want some some white guy to do a black guy's voice or a white girl to do a Hispanic girl's voice or an Asian girl's voice. So we're looking we're looking for all kinds of voice actors and actresses who are interested in doing comics related fun audio drama. 
But that's where you can find me. <laughs> that's just no. If you, uh, you can edit this out. If, if, if that does pop out, like, let me know what, what kind of people you need, and I'll put out some feelers. So just, like, let me know when you need people. Because I know people <laughs> Yeah. who might yeah. be interested. Where can they find you, Hope? <laughs> you can find me at jgasandjedi uh, on Twitter. I was about to say dot com. <laughs> jgasandjedi on Twitter. Um, that is our Twitter account. I run our, I run our Twitter. You can also find me at Hope Monax on Twitter. I, of course, have my website, geekygirlexperience.com, where you can read all my reviews. I have finished uh, reviewing The Mandalorian by this point, now that I think about it, thinking and counting out what day it is. Um, I just finished uh, reviewing Season 2 of The Mandalorian. It's all up there. Um, also, if you want to check out my shops on Etsy and Redbubble, go to geekygirlexperience.com. At the top, there's a little tab that says Shops, and then there's links, and you can get by, go buy all the nerdy stuff I have queer lot cats i have mandalorian stuff i have uh uh what else do i have i have pokemon gravity falls gravity falls is important because hey me and chris have another podcast called hope makes chris watch cartoons where i make chris watch my favorite animated shows and we're currently doing gravity falls and we're going to be starting avatar soon and actually since this is the holiday episode i can at least say it now chris and i and i've officially decided that this is what we're going to do chris we're going to be watching Rise of the Guardians over at Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoons for our holiday special. So mm. I'm very excited because that's one of my favorite animated movies. Um, it's so much fun and it's a great holiday movie. And Chris, you said you hadn't seen it yet, right? Is that with the owls? No, that's uh, like the Guardians of Galrule or whatever. Yes. Okay, Rise I was going to say, Gar- that's a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Rise you of the Guardians. Invite me into a Zack Snyder movie for Christmas? Oh, dear God. No, no, no. Rise of the Guardians is the one where, like, uh, Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, Sandman, and the Easter Bunny team up with Jack Frost to fight the Nightmares. Oh, that's one of my, like, that's one of the, like, holes in my cultural awareness that everybody else knows by heart, but I've never seen. That's sort of my Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So we're going to be watching that over on Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoon. So go check us out. And also, can I just say, if you like this show, Jagas and Jedi, you know, give us a little Life Day present. Leave us a review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to help people find the show. You know, we're about to go on, what, year six of us doing this? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, like year six. And if you haven't uh, reviewed the show or rated it, then what are you waiting for? You've been with us for five years. And if you're a new fan, hey, welcome. Tell us why you're here and how you found us and why you like the show. So, yeah. All right, Chris. Next week we're doing Solo. That should be interesting. I'm excited. Solo and Tross I have not made it through a second viewing of. You know what I'm very interested about watching Solo? Um, is I have a very fandom idea of Kira. Um, and this comes from, like, my, like, role plays with, like, Megan and stuff like that, because, like, um, like, I, I ship Kira and Maul, and, like, we've RP'd them together, but I actually haven't watched Solo that much. So I'm actually really interested on seeing Kira again in text. And I'm also interested, um... Like, I didn't actually really think about the implications of L3, and I've read, like, so many dissertations about L3 and, like, listened to so many podcasts discussing her importance and stuff. 
So I'm really interested because I've been I've delved into the fandom side of of Solo, but I haven't actually delved back into the movie as Solo. I've only seen it once, which was my one time in theater. But I've watched clips here and there, and I've watched certain scenes here and there. But I haven't sat down and watched the whole movie. So I'm really excited because I really did dive into the fandom side of this movie, but not the actual movie itself. So let's see how well it holds up. Yeah, I'm my fandom brain. I'm really like not sure how I'm how I'm coming into this because like I like Solo though I like it as a movie but I'm not like I don't I'm I don't love it I have I have critiques of it and I have feelings of why it it sort of doesn't hit me like it, it hits me as a as a very as a good movie but not like it doesn't it didn't make me walk out of the theaters feeling Star like on a Star Wars high, like like almost every other Star Wars movie's done. Like say Rogue One, Rogue, when I walked out of Rogue One, I was just like, yeah, that was pretty wow, that was pretty exciting, you know. Yeah, I I definitely um, I I'm really interested because I did have a really fun take on that because I still think the mall reveal is one of the ballsiest things they've done in the Disney era. Yeah. Of Star Wars. Yeah, like, I still I, I, think that is so ballsy to do. I thought um, that, that was the part of the movie that had the most life for me when I was watching it, where I perked up the most. Yeah. It, and 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 we'll get into it when we get into the movies. But I have I have some some theories as to why that that is. And I'll never forget just afterwards, like me and Paige, the only two ladies there, and the group of guys that went with us to see it, and like they had no idea what Clone Wars was, and like we're explaining how Darth Maul is alive, and like well, actually, these guys. So I will, I'll, Paige, I love you, I miss you, I can't wait to see you post COVID. I will, we're gonna have wine together and snark. I miss you, Paige. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That was fun. Merry, Merry Christmas. Have a Christmas with glee. Here's a little toy any girl or boy certainly would love to see. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to who? Take a yes, yes, yes. Merry Christmas to you. Here is a baseball that throws itself. If you've been good this year, it may appear on your toy shelf. Do we have the data on what to get the Wookiee this year? He already has a comb, you know. Yes, we have finally computed the perfect gift. Here it is, a brush. Perfect. Merry Christmas to you. Here's a toy robot. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E. F-R-E-A-K-S You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end space and the number two you can find two true freaks on facebook just search for two true freaks if you ever leave your house and you actually have friends why don't you tell them about two true freaks if you've enjoyed our show please won't you take a moment to rate us on itunes that helps others find the show too 
Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, Two True, True Freaks. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas. Till you have another guest. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas. Yes, Otto. It is indeed true that at times like this, Otto and I wish that we were more than just mechanical beings and were really alive so that we could share your feelings with you. All of you are an important part of my life, pal. I'm glad I could be here.